0: Here's today's quote, Quote, beginning today, treat everyone you meet as if they were going to be dead by midnight. Extend to them all the care, kindness, and understanding you can muster, and do so with no thought of any reward. Your life will never be the same again, end quote. Those are the words of author and public speaker Augustine Mandino, also known as Aug. Born December 12, 1923, in Framingham, Massachusetts, he died September 3, 1996, in Antrim, New Hampshire, at age 72. And this is a quote of the sort that I hope embeds itself in your mind the way it doesn't mine. The kind that is ever-present and, because of that, influences you and I in every interaction that we have. Of course, we will always fall short of this goal, but the fact that it's in there, and the fact that it influences some, or even one, of our interactions with others, makes it a valuable one. Now, Augustine, as I mentioned, known congenially as Aug, grew up in the Northeast and, following his mother's untimely death due to a heart attack, joined the Army Air Corps. Many of you history buffs will know that the Army Air Corps is actually the predecessor to the modern-day U.S. Air Force. And during World War II, he flew B-24 Liberators, which are one of the most iconic and recognizable and effective bombers the world has ever known. He eventually returned and worked as an insurance salesman at an insurance company, becoming highly successful and eventually penning his most famous and well-read book, The Greatest Salesman in the World. And admittedly, I haven't read the book, but given its million, multi-million copy sales, perhaps you have. Perhaps I should. And while today's quote does not actually originate in the book, I'm certain there are countless nuggets of wisdom in there. And as I mentioned, I probably should add it to my ever-growing book list. At this rate, I'll probably get to it sometime around 2037 or so. And while I haven't read the book, I did watch a few videos of Mandino speaking. From the 90s before he passed away. And he is, as you would expect, quite compelling and well spoken. He weaves anecdotes into principles and he reinforces them with humor and encouragement, and all with that characteristic, slightly hidden, but still present New England accent. And I'll post a link to the video, but one in particular that I saw was quite good. And it was in the 4x3 format that you see for really old videos on YouTube. For you young folks out there, that's what preceded all the 16 by 9 and 4k tvs that we have today was this weird boxy shape but anyway i watched the video on there and in it he talks about achieving success and he alludes to many of the things about which we've talked about on this very podcast before he talks about the importance of reading we've done a number of quotes on reading in fact i think our very first quote on the whole show was about reading we talked about general gray and how he used to ask what is it that you're reading and he cites experiences in his own life And reminds us that the best university we can attend is the one made from a bookshelf, one that we curate, or I suppose an e-reader or an audiobook app. I mean, come on, it is 2023 after all. And of course, we've talked about reading extensively here and how valuable it is. He also talks about the finiteness of life, interestingly enough, very similar to what we've talked about with Tim Urban quotes and Sam Harris quotes. He tells the story of a mother whose kids are driving her bonkers, the word he uses is bonkers over and over again, and how he reminded her that one day they'll be out of the house, and those rooms that they used to run around screaming in and drive her bonkers will be quiet and empty. And yeah, we've talked about the finiteness of life here too. In short, he's a man directly aligned with many of the goals of this very podcast. And much of his speaking and writing was about self-improvement with a bend towards facilitating success in life and in all that we pursue. And that's where today's quote fits quite nicely. And we've talked before about the continuum of self-improvement and why we reach back into time, into the minds of great speakers and writers, for nuggets of wisdom on the show before. And it's not some historical journey for history's sake, though we do learn some interesting things along the way. Rather, it's so that Instead of learning every lesson ourselves through doing and failing, we can instead preemptively learn what to do, and importantly, what not to do, through the experiences of others. So in a sense, we're outsourcing our learning to other experts. And I say experts here in the sense that they have had a certain experience, which we may have at some point in the future, while we have not yet. Thus, comparatively, we are the novice, and they are the experienced expert. And Mandino's quote is a perfect example of this. So let me read it to you once more, and then we'll go a little bit deeper. Here's the quote. Quote, Beginning today, treat everyone you meet as if they were going to be dead by midnight. Extend to them all the care, kindness, and understanding you can muster. And do so with no thought of any reward. Your life will never be the same again. End quote. Now, I like a lot of things about this quote, but I especially like the portion where he talks about doing so without thought of any reward. It really puts things into perspective and context when we consider that a lot of the times when we're being nice to people that we may not otherwise be nice to, we're doing so because there's some kind of compensation. You see this all the time with politicians. Most politicians, I would say, don't give a flip about the individual person. They give, they care about groups but when you watch them interact with people, the, the, the false smiles and the pandering, the thing that always jumps to my mind is if you ever watch the American election run-up when the candidates go to Iowa and they're eating at the fair. And they always have to eat the same things and there's always those goofy pictures of them eating corn dogs and ice cream and funnel cakes and all of those things. And you go, okay, clearly this is something that perhaps in the moment they're enjoying, perhaps they do actually like those foods but really this is just showmanship. This is interpersonal showmanship. Why? Because they want to be compensated with something, whether that be votes or monetarily or what have you. So the quote has embedded in it the direction to avoid that at all costs, to be kind to people and gentle and understanding, not because you're going to receive something in return, but because that person could be dead by midnight, and it's the right thing to do. Now, of course, as we know, this is a perfectly unattainable goal, as I mentioned earlier. We'll never get it right with absolutely everybody. And that's a given, and that's all right. Let's just accept it from the outset. Now that we've accepted that, I'd ask where does your mind go when you hear this quote? Specifically, what kind of person do you think of when Mandino says, treat everyone you meet? Is it difficult people? Or close family and friends? Perhaps it's both but I suspect you thought of one or the other firstly. For me, it was difficult people. Why? Well, because I like to think that I'm already kind and treat my friends and family quite well, and wouldn't necessarily beat myself up after most interactions with them if they were to drop dead at midnight. I could, of course, be fooling myself here, and it wouldn't be the first time, but I'm pretty sure that's the case. But with regard to difficult people, there I struggle like perhaps many of you do, to not be dismissive or flippant towards them. After all, what do I care? They are being difficult. But if I consider that they may drop dead at midnight tonight, that gives me pause. They may be challenging or even downright infuriating, but they've got a family. They've got a life with dreams and fears, etc., etc. There's probably a person, perhaps, even that you thought of when I spoke this quote. Who is that person? considering that all of those individual lives in this in this made-up scenario here could come to an end in a matter of hours helps me to see those people differently it helps to humanize them again when before i might have seen them as less than human because they were trying my patience and this has importance and impact beyond the challenging customer in line at the coffee shop who doesn't know their order when they step up to the counter right that mild annoyance dehumanization or othering, as it's called, of people, is the first step towards self-justifiable mistreatment. It's why, wherever you see abuse, be it in the American South prior to the abolition of slavery, or the mistreatment of Jews at the hands of Nazis, or the current political climate, there's always name-calling. Always. Because if you don't use people's actual names, or even refer to them as a man or a woman or a person, you aren't required to see the equivalency to yourself. Think of the way that masters treated their slaves back in the day, or the way that Nazis referred to Jews as pigs. I won't use some of the terms that slave owners held for their slaves at the time, for obvious reasons. But note, there was no acknowledgement of humanity in any of those people, and that was deliberate. Because if you don't view them as human, they're not on the same level as you. They don't deserve the same treatment as you. You are therefore superior, and they, therefore, are deserving of whatever your darker angels can dish out. And that is why Mandino says, with confidence, that if we treat people as if they'll be dead by midnight, our life will never be the same again. Because there never will be another person who's lesser than us. We know life is short, and that we can waste a ton of time on petty disputes and grudges against villains in our life. And assuming the recipient of our angst and petty differences won't be around tomorrow really helps to put our behavior into perspective and hopefully causes us to stop short. When it comes to those to whom we are already close, this is equally important. No one wants to consider that their mother, father, spouse, children, or close friends will be dead at the stroke of midnight tonight. But consider the thought exercise. Set aside the grief, briefly, that you doubtlessly be feeling, And consider if your last comment to your spouse before bed was an angry one, before you rolled over in a huff and went to sleep. Hell-bent, of course, on renewing the fight in the morning. How terrible would you feel if those were your last words to them? Did you yell at your children to shut up and go to sleep? Again, those could be your last words. What about the friend that you didn't respond to when they reached out to you for advice? Do you want your last memory of them to be that? This is what Mandino is encouraging us to consider, that each person is unique. You are, certainly, so why wouldn't they be? Each person has goals and things going on in their life, good and bad. You do, certainly, so why wouldn't they? And each person could be dead by midnight. You could too. Imagine what would happen if this was the way we all considered each other. Imagine what we could do and what could be avoided. This is the universality principle, and this is something that I very much enjoy in the field of philosophy, is the idea of the metric against which you should measure your action or what you are about to do is if everyone did it, would the world be a better place or a worse place? Consider the simple example of throwing a bubblegum wrapper on the ground. If you were to take that, if you're about to throw that bubblegum wrapper on the ground and you think to yourself, now, I'm just one person. It's just a tiny little piece of paper. It's an inconvenience to me. I don't want to put it in my pocket. I don't see a trash can nearby. I'm just going to throw it on the ground. This philosophical principle would say that you should apply that to all of humanity. If every person in humanity had a piece of gum, and they threw their gum wrapper on the ground, would the world be a better place for it? Certainly not. On the contrary, if everybody treated everybody else as if they were going to be dead by midnight, and extended to them kindness and caring and understanding and grace for the things that they do or fail to do. And everyone in humanity did that. Would the world be a better place? I would argue that it would be. It's a simple concept, but it's not easy to do. But, I would say, and Mandina would agree, that it's well worth the effort. Until next time, I'm Matthew Monroe, this is Quotations, and thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more, please subscribe in your favorite podcast app or visit me at quotationspod.com to download and listen. Please also take a moment to recommend the podcast to a friend. That's a huge help. You can tweet at me at quotationspod, send me an email to quotationspod at gmail.com, find me on Instagram at quotationspod, or join the conversation on Facebook at quotationspod. I look forward to hearing from you, welcome your feedback, and thanks as always for listening.